0: Hi everyone welcome to stay in your lane with Triple T Transport I'm your host John Mailey today we got Joe Lombardo again hey Joe how we doing
1: good John yourself
0: good you know uh, today's uh, subject matter I think is one everybody would love to have the crystal ball on if so we could invest accordingly on future spec uh, but uh, does anyone really understand how diesel prices are figured and do they vary from gasoline from that perspective in any way uh, I, I am not um, I'm not all-knowing in this area. I believe the high fuel prices are due to uh, refining capacity everywhere, and I think it's a global issue from what I'm being told and what I've learned and, and read. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what you've learned about it. I think the first thing to remember
1: is that diesel historically has always been more expensive well, probably in the last 20 years, it's been more expensive than gasoline. Sometimes 70 cents, 50 cents a gallon more. And there's probably three, re- three main reasons why that is. First reason is there's more taxes on diesel from the federal government. Uh, 18 cents on gasoline, 24 cents on diesel. So you got six cents right there. There is more global demand for diesel. Uh, you look in Europe, most of the cars in Europe, a good percentage of them run on diesel, where in the U.S., it's pretty minor. So you've got a global demand, not just Europe, Asia, India, South America, big demand for diesel. Uh, the third, third item that comes in is that it costs more to produce diesel. Uh, if you remember, John, back in 08, 2010, they went from low-sulfur diesel to ultra-low-sulfur distillates Mm -hmm. and that's a more expensive process it costs more to process diesel so you add all that together plus you mentioned refining capacity Um, just some numbers that i was looking at earlier today in uh, the 1980s there were over 250 refineries in the country now there's 124 total in 2016 there was 139 refineries so you're 15 less from only five years ago. Uh, the Northeast is in a, a, a very tenuous situation. There's only seven active refineries where at one time there was over 20. So you've got less refining capacity. And again, refineries, I mean, there's been merger and acquisitions. There've been environmental issues with, with refineries. It's, it's tough to get a permit to operate a new new refinery. Plus refineries are probably the most expensive asset that an oil company has. And if it's not running that 95, 98%, that's an underutilized asset. And so they're very quick to turn it off if they don't have the demand for, um, for their product. So I mean, we look at gasoline and diesel. That's probably the, the biggest reasons why their the prices are so different.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of information, Joe. Um, that's why I'm a consultant. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> um, I I know that the cost to refine diesel is much higher than to refine gasoline. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if I just go back historically, uh, fuel surcharge came into play in the later '90s, early 2000. Most shippers it came in.
1: Came in a lot earlier than that.
0: When did it come in?
1: God, I remember I was working in New York for a Sterling drug company. I remember talking about fuel surcharges then. That was in the, the late '70s, '80s. After after the first Arab uh, boycott, the Arab oil boycott.
0: Okay, see, I was I was in. They
1: go back a lot longer than than 2000.
0: No, I but I think what we've had is a consistent fuel surcharge in place. I think when it, most everyone's fuel surcharge scale starts at a dollar twenty or dollar twenty-five, dollar nineteen nine whatever um but in the in the mid 90s diesel fuel was still a and a lot of the times you would pass the truck stops and you'd see the 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 sign up with what diesel was running there but it was in the 90 cent range you know it was it was 99 to a dollar 29 i think for the longest time that i remember so you know, you are going back to the the '70s and the, the boycotts and stuff. But I think the fuel surcharge in our industry, most everyone's fuel surcharge table, starts at the dollar twenty to a dollar twenty-five point. So we didn't have. Um, I got into this business 28 years ago at Triple T. We didn't have a fuel surcharge in play when I started the industry. So we weren't billing it. We we didn't have it in play, and there were many shippers. In the late 90s and into 2000 that were still trying to avoid fuel surcharge right not not paying it you know so we would still add it in and provide them an all-in rate right we would provide them a, a number that was fully encompassing but um we had shippers back then even telling us we don't pay fuel surcharge
1: <laughs> right yeah i remember that
0: yeah so I I think a lot of people don't understand there's different types of crude oil. Right. Okay. And and different crude works well in different refineries, too. So, uh, compounding all of the data and the numbers you've shared, uh, I I think that we export crude that doesn't do well in our refineries, that does better in other countries' refineries, and they export to us what. What works well in our refineries also
1: right yeah I mean in, in a barrel of crude oil which is 42 gallons there's probably a dozen different products that are made from that 42 gallons and if, I mean it's all not gasoline it's all not diesel it's, it's various products
0: right what is it um what's the percentage how many gallons of diesel do they refine down out of the forty-two? Well, out the of that market?
1: 42. the
0: <clears throat> gasoline is the highest at 19 gallons
1: now, i'm going to round these up and down uh diesels at about 12 gallons jet fuel's about two and a half heavy what they call heavy fuel which is what what sh- what container ships and maritime work with. They that's what they run on you, know, you you've heard the term bunker fuel that's right. the real heavy thick fuel that's about two and a quarter gallons asphalt is a petroleum-based product that's about one of the third gallons and you've got a uh, Hydrocarb hydrocarbons, which are uh, uh, you know like propane, butane, those, those types of gases, and then you got all other, which is about four and a half gallons, which is uh, you know feet, petroleum feedstocks, what goes into plastics and, and all that other other distillates,
0: tires, and then there's
1: yeah, t- anything anything that's petroleum based, you know, plastics, tires.
0: So you know for our for our listeners to understand um i I believe what we're seeing is a global volume from a refining process I think that the what I read the other day was the petroleum companies used to bonus and pay plans were structured around drilling new wells
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's no longer the case the petroleum companies' executives are you know are different generation from what they used to be uh, you know they're younger and then, Maybe come up through, and their motivation is is uh, profit and, and profitability, more so than drilling. So they're not incentivizing drilling new wells and providing more uh, more product. They're incentivizing profit and loss sheet. Okay. Okay, which I think is a, a monumental shift in what's going on and probably why there's less refineries than there have been in the past. I mean, from, from what you said, uh, in 20 years we won't be refining much fuel.
1: Well, there's probably going to be fewer and bigger refineries out there. And again, where, where, where's most of the refining done today? Probably Louisiana and Texas.
0: Correct. But doesn't uh, that leave us yeah. in more of a liability, an overall perspective for a country?
1: absolutely i mean look at the hurricane issue every time there's a hurricane that goes through south texas to louisiana usually the oil industry gets shut down for a period of time
0: yeah i mean look what
1: happened to texas in the winter when they had that freeze that went through texas a lot of refineries weren't able to operate some of those refineries still haven't come back so uh were
0: they were they living on wind energy from wind and everything froze
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, wind will get us out of this, wind and uh, solar. But um, putting refining just in the southwest is, is definitely a risk there, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, from the number of refineries there were, they may be much more efficient now mm-hmm. than they, I would assume that they're more efficient than they ever have been before um, to be profitable. But uh, the lack of drilling uh, the amount of, uh, of diesel was used to be lower than gasoline. And, you know, in the past 20 years, it's more expensive than gasoline. Yeah. But I think you get more, maybe more energy out of it than you do. You know, diesel's, you know, more efficient or you get more mileage out of it, more energy yeah. out of a gallon than you do a gallon of gas. And A lot as far as heavy equipment, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I believe it's more a global issue than just here in the United States.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I don't, uh, from, from everyone I've spoken to and everything I've read, other countries are, are struggling from a diesel perspective, also. It's not just here,
1: oh, absolutely. Europe, Europe, definitely, especially with uh. With Russia now, they're not taking oil from Russia or, or you know, the, the refined products from Russia. So yeah, they're they're definitely hurting. And just as a point of reference, uh, I didn't see the numbers for this week, but last week diesel, the uh, national on highway average, it was five seventy. Gasoline was five. So I mean, there's your seventy cents a gallon difference right there.
0: That that's an accurate number, I think today. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Who would have thought it would be 570 for a national yeah. average? Yeah. The question is, where's it going to go from here? Coming into the summer driving
1: season, they're going to be—you know—how much are they going to be changing over to make more gasoline? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see it good, I don't see it getting better through the summer. I, I, I could see. I could see uh, 550, six-dollar gasoline, and, you know, through the summer.
0: Yeah, I don't think that either gasoline or diesel, but I, I don't think either of them come down at the rate they increase. No. I think they, they increase almost real time. Yeah. If the barrel price tomorrow goes up, the gas goes up tomorrow. Yeah. But I think conversely, on the downside, I don't think they come down at the same rate.
1: Right. And, and again, to a point on one of your earlier podcasts, I think you had Mr. North on from from any insurance. aliens, yeah. And he basically said that fuel prices, gasoline and diesel, he said they're very sticky. I mean, they, you know, they go up and they stick and when they come down, they don't go down as quick. So yeah, he said that's, he says he, he used the word sticky.
0: Yes, I remember that. Uh, and, and it makes sense because I don't ever remember gasoline or diesel dropping, you know, 50 cents a day.
1: No, no.
0: It's not done. It in might not. Yeah, my again, it
1: time. takes a while for that fuel to go through the the, the, the petroleum supply chain too. So it's I mean, they got all different costs, uh, you know, crude and. Uh,
0: but fine. when the dec- when the barrel goes up that day, it goes up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I don't necessarily know that it has to go through the pipeline. Uh, I think it went through on the front side. But um, Joe, again, thank you. Oh, appreciate well, the time and the knowledge and, and your wisdom and, uh, and your perspective. Um, invaluable.
1: All right, well, I appreciate it, John. Thank you.
0: All right, thank a good you. Day. You too.